Today's podcast is brought to you by Sony XM3's industry-leading noise-canceling headphones. Less noise, more creating. Guys, these headphones are absolutely incredible. I've been using them for about three years now since the XM2s. And these headphones are seriously a game changer. No matter where you go, you are in 100% complete control of your environment. You can transform them with the click of a button. Noise canceling on. Ah, I love it when she says that. Anywho, these headphones have 30 hours of battery life. The party never stops. Find your creative flow with the Sony XM3s. Today's guest is Mike Will, a.k.a. M.Visuals, a content creator and pro hockey player as well as the founder of UK Shooters. When Mike's not shielding high-flying hockey pucks, he's usually out on the streets of the UK late-night shooting. Mike, welcome to the show. Cheers, Prince, mate. Great to be here. Thanks for the invite. Dude, absolutely. It's my pleasure. It's been far too long since I've seen this lovely face. It's been, what, three and a half years? Three? Yeah, it's been a while, man. Yeah, probably about three years. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Uh, that was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun that out in London. Had a great event. That was a good times. It was great meeting you and hanging out. Yeah, yeah, no, it was. Uh, it was sick. It was such like an inspirational time as well because I was kind of just. I almost feel starting off then. So it was really great to see what you were doing and kind of how the AAV community was uh, was reaching out and coming across to to Europe, which was something that obviously I hadn't seen before. And so, no, nah, man, it was dope. That was fun. That portrait of that, I mean, the workshop was sick. To this day, that was still like one of the neat, the, the cooler things I've seen done in the space. That was a cool location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that was a house, right? Like a, yeah. an old, like, yeah. yeah, real vibey. Yeah. So, Mike, for those that don't know, why don't you start us off with sharing a little bit of background information on yourself? Cool, man. Yeah. So, I'm m.visuals on Instagram. Uh, I started photography about four and a half years ago um was just out and about and kind of wanted to to kind of just get out more I guess and see areas and locations that I wouldn't normally have seen and I'd always kind of been into photography um and yeah I had an old Canon I think it was a just like a point and shoot I can't remember what it was called but very small easy to have with me at all times and I was just out and about in in Cardiff actually and, and Brecon and there's a guy called Cooper and we just started shooting and it was, uh, it was just amazing to kind of create and, and have fun and just, yeah, started on social media, posted a few photos on Instagram. Um, and then people were, were kind of like, Oh, you should, you should do more of it. It would be great to see more of your work. And I then obviously took it a bit more seriously and bought a, a camera, proper mirrorless and, and started shooting more full time. And, and suddenly, yeah, four and a half years later, I'm, I'm now shooting pro pretty much full time. Dude, I freaking love that. So where did you grow up? I grew up uh, near Brighton in the south coast of England. And I uh, was here till I was 17. Uh, I then moved to Canada when I was 17, 18, 19. Moved to America, uh, 20, 21. And then moved back to the UK when I was 23. Um, but none of that was really doing photography or anything creative. So what was it like there growing up in Brighton? It was cool. Yeah, it's, it's a very creative city. Anyone from the UK will know it's known for just being um, a very easygoing. You can do anything. You can be anyone you want to be. Uh, and it was great to grow up around that. And I feel it definitely helped. Going to school there definitely helped my creativity and just kind of, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun to be there. It's a great city. Do you, do you think uh, the city had any influence on your creativity? 
Um, yeah, I think definitely the street art scene is massive there. Graffiti, even like dance, music is a very music based city. There's, there's a lot going on in the arts. So, um, whether it was photography or just arts in general, yeah, it's definitely a city that that's very pro creator. So, so, uh, when did you begin this photography journey, uh, kind of as like a serious thing? Probably about three and a half years ago. It, it really, it took off. I, I bought a, a Sony a seven two. That was my first like proper camera. And from there it just kind of steamrolled pretty fast. I love shooting at night. So going out and shooting night photography, long exposure, uh, in the cities. Um, and it was actually when I moved closer to London is, uh, is when it all kind of kicked off because then I was so close that I could go out and shoot more and, and, and learn and explore. And then that's when my, my kind of Instagram page started to take a, a turn and get some real great momentum and move forward with that. Um, and yeah, it just kind of steamrolled from there. It's been an amazing journey. Who are some of your early influences? Uh, definitely my cousin, uh, he used to be known as Knights and lights on Instagram, but now he's Gareth.Hayman. Um, he was part of the global night squad, him and, and Demas, they had a, a great thing going. And I kind of really took a lot of inspiration from him, his edits, the way he, uh, the way he was. And it, it kind of, yeah, definitely him, him was up there. That's rad. Did you, uh, did you do any like assisting or apprenticeships early on in your photo career? Uh, no, I, just i don't know i just went through it, i guess <laughs> i i think shooting with people and i guess we'll talk about community and everything a little bit later but i learned so much just being with other people and other creators um for instance the first guy I ever shot with was cooper um and me and him and he he taught, taught me everything about he's a landscape photographer and he taught me everything about landscape photography and it wasn't that i didn't you know i landscape wasn't my number one thing I wanted to shoot, but I just was so keen to learn about it that going out with him and, and, and seeing what he was doing was, was a great eye opener, really inspiration to me to then want to learn more and, you know, then move on to portraits and then move on to whatever else the next thing was to then learn about. So yeah, I kind of just, people have, have, have really been that. Gotcha. Um, what was your first, what was your first like big break into photography you think? Uh, first big break, probably, I don't know. I mean, I guess becoming a Sony ambassador was, was huge. Um, they were, it was great timing and I was hustling hard, really working to, to try and work with Sony. It was a dream to become one of their, um, imaging ambassadors. And then they were, they were looking to branch out their ambassador program. Basically there was, there's three of us they brought in, um, myself, Ron and Jack, I think were the three kind of guys that were more less traditional, more, um, kind of social based with Instagram, obviously, and then travel based with what we shot. So, and that was a huge, huge thing for me quite early on in my career, to be fair. Um, and yeah, having the support from them was amazing. So yeah, that was definitely the biggest and, and, and probably one of my earliest massive breaks. So how long have you been a part of the Alpha Collective? Uh, so I've been them, with them for, oh, must be two years now, two and a, two and a bit years. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. Um, it's a slightly different setup to how you guys have it in the US. Uh, I think you guys have a, a really amazing thing. And I know in, in Europe, they're trying to do something similar. 
but I, I think budgets and, and other things aren't quite as uh, quite quite as great. So um, it's a bit harder for us to do that. Some of the trips you guys, well, those guys have been on has been has been mad to to see. But um, yeah, two years now, and and hopefully it'll be a, a long lasting relationship. I love it. So I'm looking at your Instagram right now. I love your style. How would you go about describing your style of photography? <laughs> Blue. um i mean anyone looking now will see the aesthetic is is quite blue i i guess it's just i wanted to have something electric and exciting and and you can really tell especially my last sort of 15 20 posts uh, um, mainly at night a lot of them new york when i was recently there um or london uh, over the christmas period when i had lots of campaigns going on uh yeah i just kind of want it to be exciting i want people to look at it and and kind of feel something and especially at night like shooting at night as i said is is my my favorite thing and taking what i see and what other people may not see because they're not out at night or they don't see you know the city lights you can really make pop with a with a nice edit and i feel that making it a an image where people are scrolling to stop and look at and study and almost feel like oh my goodness i've been past that location you know, hundreds of times that's on my route to work or that's on my route to, to whatever. And I've never looked at it in that way and seen it in that way. Um, I guess it's my kind of overall aim for people to, to when they look at my work to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. It's very stylistic. It's definitely you. I feel like it's, it's, it's a style you've been, been running with for some time now. I mean, it's changed slightly, I think. Uh, over the years might change. I think you've just gotten, you know, better and, and honed your craft down, but more or less you've always kind of stuck with the same style, which is pretty neat to see throughout, um, yeah. throughout time. And I think, yeah, that's, that's very true. And I think early on, the reason I, I found this editing style was because I wanted to, to shoot everything. I didn't just want to be locked down to shooting at night or shooting landscape or whatever it might've been portraits. I really wanted to, to shoot it all, to learn it all, experiment, and have fun with it all. So one of the ways that I could make that work on Instagram was to have my the aesthetic that I have and really um, kind of hone that edit down so then it would look seamless on the on the feed and on the page. Um, so, yeah, I'm scrolling down now as well, and I can see that, yeah, some of the earlier edits are, are different, but they still have that kind of same vibe where it all works and kind of matches together. So what... So a lot of people that are listening to this uh, may be interested in in night photography, but they may be you know a little nervous or not really sure what that entails. So I mean, what's an average night look like for you? Because that's a whole different world. Going out at ten o'clock, mm. you know, at night, eleven o'clock, midnight to go shoot photography. Yeah, um, what is that like? Yeah, it's. I mean, I'm a night owl. I sleep all day, and then I'm happy to go out all night. So when I'm traveling with people, I'm always pushing for the night shoots and often people are other people are pushing for a sunrise and I'm just kind of like trying to sleep in. So, <laughs> but, uh, a typical night will be yeah, me, me going out. Um, often I'll try and hit sunset if I can, if it's not too, uh, not too hard. So yeah, definitely shoot a sunset and then, um, progressively going to the night. I love shooting with people. Um, having other people and other creators around is, is a definite, uh, must especially at night it's kind of nice to have that safety around you people around you no matter where you are in the world even if you're in somewhere that's you know super safe like hong kong and, and the you know the street crime is incredibly low it's still nice to be around people and i feel important i mean i'm six foot five and i'm you know a big guy 
people other people you know maybe a bit smaller or if you're a female photographer and you're out there i definitely recommend doing it with other people mm-hmm. um but yeah i'll go out I'll, I'll scout a few locations i'll have either some light painting kit with me or i'll use the buses to kind of like create some blurs um and yeah i'll shoot through sometimes i'll shoot for a couple of hours sometimes i'll shoot through till three four in the morning it really depends on how i'm doing and what i've got the next day and um yeah who i'm with as well a lot of people will be retired after an hour or so <laughs> i just want to keep going how do, how do you approach a shot so when you're out cruising around like are you doing a are you doing like a bunch of research beforehand or are you just kind of finding scenes just through cruising around the you know the town i like to do research and, and find specific locations but i try to go there without seeing shots if that makes sense so i'll go there and try and find a perspective an idea an angle a depth something that hasn't been done before something that hasn't been created and kind of create that as a as an image often images may well have been created you know in in the same style but then i'll try and add something different to it so i'll either have as i said like some light painting gear or um you know use a a car blur or a bus blur or a taxi or whatever it might be to just to try and make that frame a little bit different um maybe change up the depths so yeah i definitely go to locations with an idea in my head but try not to have a set frame in my head and just kind of go from there around the location what would be your three top nightscape photography tips oh okay three tips one get the shot that's my main thing i tell us to everyone often people will, will get one bus blur and they'll go oh that's cool and i'll look at it and go yeah it's cool but it could be better. And sometimes you might have to take that same bus blur and wait for 20 buses to go by. And eventually you'll get the right blur and the right, he was going at the right speed and you hit the shadow at the right time. Um, so that's definitely tip number one, because I've seen that countless times people just go after one shot. Yeah, I got it. And you know, they got a cool shot, but did they get the shot? You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, tip two. Oh, right. <laughs> you are good. I guess, Look at, uh, I guess tip two would be to change your depth. So when you're looking at something, for instance, something recently I started doing was when I was going to all these locations, I was seeing everything, uh, looking at the actual, if it was a landmark, I'd be looking at the landmark. So I would see St. Paul's for instance in London and I'd just always focus on St. Paul's. And then I was in Vienna and I was noticing that I was looking, taking a step back because there wasn't a massive landmark at these locations. I was looking at what was in front of me and it may well have been, um, a traffic signal or the the pavement or a grain a, a grate in the sidewalk or whatever and i was like ah i gotta do that in london so then i came back and i was like looking at different perspectives so looking at what was right in front of me rather than what was um you know a couple of hundred yards down the road so you can get mm-hmm. two shots or three shots but they're all different like depths mm-hmm. um and use the use the blurs my third uh i think use light painting it's really cool if you haven't done it before don't be scared like it's something so different you have a cell phone everyone has a phone with them you can use the torch from that just to create and do something different and a long exposure with that is just something so different i love the 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 recent photo you did um the guy sitting in the subway with just the single red light trail yeah 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 that's an advert yeah yeah that's cool thanks man yeah yeah. So again, that was just, I mean, that was an advert for a GPS tracker. So it just makes sense that, you know, wherever you are with that GPS tracker, it kind of was then seamlessly. And that was like a creative idea I had that I wanted to showcase. 
that particular product and and do that with a with a light painting so is, is light painting is light painting hard uh i i mean if you do it enough i guess no yeah. at first it was quite hard to figure out the settings and uh how dark the area needed to be in order to like, get the right amount of light and um it's just trial and error really yeah. it all started with with steel wool photography which i'm sure yeah. many people have tried you know what i mean and just gone out and and and, and span and that was the, the way it started for me and from there it then kind of moved to then really putting it in a creative way in in a city as you can see then it then started to really progress and really change and then yeah even if it's a single line in the subway or the similar things i've done in a more landscape-based environment on train tracks um but it was just trying to put a per I, like, I love putting people in frame to give us a sense of of scale and then a way to then make that again slightly different is then to to do some light painting and and bring something else about to the image so you're a professional hockey player that is also and you do that full time right yeah man yeah yeah yeah. so practice every way we get we get mondays off and then we have practice tuesday wednesday thursday friday and then games saturday and sunday so you do do you hustle i mean you're a full-time hockey player and then you're also uh you know instagram running uk shooters and doing your own creative work with brands and stuff full-time as well what is that like balancing those two things yeah it's sometimes it's, it's tough to balance but I guess when you're doing something you love and, and you can relate to this and other people out there that are doing things that they love, it's, it's fun and it's enjoyable. So I want to do it. I don't, I don't feel like I'm, I'm working ever because both things are, are fun. And, I, and it's also nice to have a balance of something that's keeping me fit, healthy and with a team, you know, the, the, the boys, like they're so supportive um, of my photography. Cause I do often have to take days off practice. Uh, if I have meetings or I have to need to travel for, for work and the team have been very supportive as well. Um, which has been great to, to have that kind of yeah support because I couldn't have done it without them right. supporting me. Um, and then, yeah, having that, that kind of hustle on the, on the side with the photography is great to, it gets you away from being a prophet, the stress, the anxiety, the game, you know, winning, losing, it's such a you know big thing. And then I think that's why I started photography was because I wanted to get away from that feeling of constantly thinking about hockey and, you know, the next game we had and, and how important it was that we won because we were so close to winning a championship. And I then started playing better because I was, my mind was just elsewhere and it was a way that I could kind of switch off from sport and then you know just take myself away and that was key i think to, to having success and i had a really good season when i started photography because it it did take me away let me ask you this um i'm super curious being an athlete you know comes with a lot of discipline and you know practice and diet and workouts and game and uh film and all these various things yeah. How has that affected your professional career as a content creator? Like, does, has being an athlete and having that discipline helped you succeed in, in business, you think? Yeah, massively. I think having that discipline, as you say, has been absolutely key to, I guess, a reason I had so much success quite early on, because I already had the fundamentals of, I'd never studied business. I've never really studied anything. I'm not very academic. I just kind of, you know, do stuff because I love it. And, Luckily, life has, has treated me well that way. 
but the way in business that you know if you study business i guess you also study you study life business of being an athlete and you have though you have to you know you have to be on time you're not late you're never late and it's a fine if you're late and then you know you do it a couple of times and you're off the team you know you're you're there for every game you're giving a hundred percent no matter how you feel no matter where you are you know it's, it's not that there's no excuses but there kind of is you know you you, you go and you do it and you do your job to the best of your ability that night or that day or whatever it is. And I guess that same thing came across into my photography and just everything in general, being a team, being a good person, treating those around you well, all those things have kind of then moved into my photography and I've kind of got this amazing team of creators that I work with within the UK shooters with Luke, Keenan, Cyrus. Uh, and then on the portrait side, we've also got Gigi, um, Gareth and Ben. So having that team around me and then me lead the team has kind of, you know, also helped them, I guess, because I've pushed them and made sure everyone understands that we are a team and we hustle together and it's important to, to work together in that team mentality. But then having that backbone for me as a creator to then never give up, never, you know, never have, yeah, I guess that never give up mentality has, has helped push me forward as, a, as an individual. I love it. Concert photography. That's another thing I wanted to chat with you outside of your hockey was, I know you're super into music. I'm sitting here looking at a set of images uh, from Untold. You're shooting Steve Aoki. Uh, what is it that you love about shooting live concert photography? The energy. Man, that energy is just phenomenal. When you're up there with, with that, that DJ and everyone has their hands up, right? Everyone has their hands up and just shout screaming. Make some and noise. Exactly. And then, you know, you, oh man, honestly, that is just, it's wild. It's, it's so much fun. And yeah, I've been fortunate to talk with some, some wicked, wicked UK DJs, um, shout out to friction i guess for giving me the opportunity first of all uh he's a big drummer based dj from over here i just hit him up on instagram and i was like man like i'd love to get into this like let's link up and he replied and was like yeah sure i love your work so let's uh let's make it work and and me and him have then been been working together for over two years now dope uh, which has been dope and then and then that opportunity then got me obviously for to bigger artists and bigger shows and then next minute i was at Tomorrowland and shooting out there and then untold yeah and shooting um with steve yeah it was it was mad that was through a buddy actually but it was such a sick experience so tell me about the pace of live concert photography from what i hear uh, and mm. what i know it's all about speed it's all about getting like not going home and editing like at the show being the first person because basically it sounds like the first person to turn around high quality images is usually the first person to get their photo reposted by the art on the artist page yeah, so I, I'm super lucky. So I've worked. I work specifically with uh, an artist for a show. Uh-huh. So I will be creating all of their content. And you're right. Speed is a massive thing in terms of getting that content back to them. But I usually have 24 hours nice. because the artist will then want to be posting it around the same time the show was on the next day. Um, I don't know. Was he talking about it? Thanking the, the fans, whatever it might be. Um, thanking the music festival. So yeah, I've been, I've been real lucky with that. So I don't have to, I have, when I was at Tomorrowland, I was speaking to some of the guys that were working for the festival, for instance. And I know their turnaround times is literally like 20 minutes yeah. from that set to then get the images done, posted, and then move on to the next set and then shoot another thousand images and then get those across, edit the best 20, give the best 10 and then move on. 
and do that kind of like man that's that's a hustle so i'm lucky i feel so fortunate i have my hour and a half or hour set i shoot the the images i'll, I'll hang out backstage have a good time and then start editing uh later that evening get them done that that night or more likely the next morning and then have them done by lunchtime for them to for the client to have so yeah it's it's good fun it's good fun nice i'm curious what like what haven't you done you've done a little bit of everything in photography it seems like what's your big dream with this like what what is the big goal or is there one um yeah i mean i think one of my big dreams is to to do more music uh and that'll happen when i have more time in terms of you know maybe once i finish hockey i'll have time to actually go on tour um because at the moment again management have to understand that i can't do certain things i can't do weekends during the winter i can't do uh anything further than the uk because i can't go on flights because i have to have hockey so you know all those things kind of not hold me back but just like they're they know they're there and they understand and i understand that's that's part of my commitments my time commitments for my team and, and for hockey that's there um but one of my one of my big goals is to do yeah do like six months on the road with an artist whether it's a pop star whether it's a dj whether it's a band um that's definitely a dream would be would be to do that because i love traveling i love meeting people i love networking and i, I definitely love music so what that would be like what artist? Yeah. um oh, man i don't know honestly i, I don't know i've I haven't put it out there to universe yet. <laughs> Any anyone that's anyone that's this massive would be would be sick. But <laughs> who would you want? You got to have at least one person though, where you're like, I would love to freaking travel with them. Um, Billy Irish would be would be sick. She's obviously insane, and right. her general demeanor is just incredible for how young she is. I right. respect the hell out of her, and yeah she's she's insane um marshmallow would be dope in terms of performance wise like live shows he's obviously got incredible pyrotechnics and everything going on around him every i shot him in vegas and uh for the tourism board out there and that was a mad mad experience um so shooting someone like marshmallow or um even like going on tour with like steve aoki or one of the big edm guys you know they have I guess it's also the stage and the stage presence these guys have. It's, it's an entertainment. It's a show. It's, there's so much more to it than, than just what people think. They're just like, Oh, it's just a DJ that's, that's there, but they have teams behind them that are doing so much more. And I've, I've, you know, learned this firsthand and seen it and it's been amazing to see. And, and I've been like, man, I want to be, I want to be on that team. That's the team I want to be, I want to be part of. And so, <laughs> so yeah, so it would be dope. That would be really rad. Um, Let's and I guess, sorry. Go ahead. Well, the last, the last band I'm going to put out there. So, uh, Coldplay, if you're listening, lads, Chris Martin, let's, let's do it. Coldplay, let's go, baby. <laughs> Billy, dude, Billy Eilish would be sick, though. That would be. Yeah. I feel like, she, yeah, so, like she'd be fun to hang out with. I feel like she'd get into like photo shoots and like you guys, yeah. like, she would be just super game to get creative and do things. Yeah. Um, I'm, which, a, I'm a huge fan and I'm, yeah, she would be just, every time I just, yeah, see her on a TV show or something, I'm like, man, she's so cool. <laughs> She is. It's so dope. Uh, let's talk camera gear for a quick minute. Yeah. So what what gear are you shooting with? So I have the Sony A7R3 and the Sony A7 III. Um, I use them both 
everyone says obviously the A7 R3 is, is is better, but everyone asks me which should I buy, which should I buy, and I, I really do believe it's a budget thing. If if you're looking to to get into Sony or to to buy a mirrorless and you have a, a smaller budget, you're a student, you know, you're not making loads of dough from it yet, then the A7 III is fantastic. So I use that still regularly. I actually shoot with that quite a lot for the music stuff, mainly because if a laser were to hit it or something and it was to to get damaged, then it's not an expensive camera that I'd uh, I'd lose. But um, yeah, so those are my two bodies. But for 90% of the stuff when I'm out, any client work that's um, that's out and about, it'll be the A7R three. So that's my that's my go-to. What's your go-to lens for your street photography? Uh, the 16 to 35 G Master 2.8. So crisp, clean, fantastic piece of uh, piece of glass. I love that. Um, I also have the 12 to 24 f4, which I'm got recently actually, and I've started to use that um, more just because it's fun to have something super wide. I, I loved having a 14, 14, the Samyang 14 was the first wide angle lens I ever had and I still have it and I still love it. Um, and I wish uh, Sony let's bring out a 14, please. That's dude, a 2.8. <laughs> dude, what, what about the 20 millimeter? That 20? Dropped? The yeah. Tw- the 21, eight. Yeah, I know that is, that is sick. I'm going to be using that in, in, I think in two weeks. So, um, um, head to my page and I'll probably, by the time you're listening to this, I'll have a, I'll have a review. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I, I like to shoot wide. So those are my, those are my main things. And for my portraits, um, I use the 35 1.4, um, which I, yeah, I love. And I've had that for quite a while now. I bought that for my first ever shoot for a DJ. That was my, I just invested. I was like, right, I'm, this is my dream. I'm going to buy a lens now for it. And I bought that lens and just went for it. And yeah, I haven't looked back. Dude, I love it. Let me ask you this. Let's talk a little bit about the business side of content creation. How do you go mm-hmm. about uh, producing an income as a content creator? Yeah, that's a that's a question a lot of people DM me and ask is, you know, how how do I start to become a a pro or how do you make money from this? You you know, your page is great, but how do you make money? And I think the the initial thing that I realized that I could make money was when I first started doing sponsored posts. I was just blown away with like how, how much money is in advertising. And I was like, wow, this is insane. Like this is something that I can do. And if I do it well, and I put time into it and I put, you know, the, the client not just has a, you know, an image that, that they've seen before, but something different. It then comes back as the client then gives you repeat business and wants you to do more stuff for them. So a major way that I make money is, is sponsored posts. Um, and I don't do it in a way where I push the product to people and, and you know, have the product as the main focus. The the focus will be something creative around the product. And the way that my creative process works is that it's never going to be pushing a product. It's going to be this product helps me. And I think having something authentic is absolutely key as well. So all the brands I work with, all my sponsored posts, I already use. Whether it was Vodafone, that's my network provider. I've had them 15 years. So that's been something that you know I was easy to work with. Um, Sony, easy. That's the camera I was using, so it, you know it's no problem at all. Um, Samsung, I've had Samsung phones, so working with them again, showcasing their you know phone photography was easy. So, and I feel having a passion and you're passionate about these brands, it shows through on your posts for the sponsored posts on Instagram. So that's that's my main way of making money through that, and then obviously touring with DJs, um, is a good earner. So 
I try and book as many as those as I can in the summers. Um, I'm very fortunate where I do a lot of work for tourism boards. So I get to tour around and yeah, they're amazing. You get to get paid to go and eat good food and take cool photos. And, um, yeah, that's an amazing experience. So I've done some, some really, really great work with them. And again, that's a really nice, uh, really nice earner. If you're working with a cool, like Vegas has been insane. So shout out to Vegas for, <laughs> for the amazing experiences I've worked with, with them several times now. And it's been, it's been mad. Um, and then, yeah, a bit of client work on the side. I'm very fortunate where I kind of do what I want and work with who I want to. So, uh, early on, I, I was like, I don't want to not sell out, but I want to make sure that who I'm working with is what I want to do. And I've made that conscious decision that that's what I'm going to do. And I've stuck by it and I've, I've had the success and I feel that that's again, been, been a factor into the brands that I've worked with, the content I've created for them has been so successful. What do you think drives your passion for photography? I guess just having fun, like just enjoying it, doing something that like, yeah, just having fun, man. <laughs> it's that simple. Would you, would, would you, do you think you'd still be doing this if Instagram didn't exist? Um, that's a really good question. And I mean, I don't know. I don't know because I mainly did this because of Instagram, you know, right. <laughs> like I've done this because I started posting on Instagram. My initial, it's really funny because the initial, one of the first guys I ever shot with, I don't think he shoots anymore, but he was just like, all I want to do is just get big on Instagram. And I was the complete opposite. I was like, I mean, I have Instagram, but I'm not that fussed about it. I just want people to have my prints up in their room. And I was like, that was my goal. And I was like, I want to have a book so people can, can, and maybe I was just really old school. And then suddenly everything shifted to Instagram. And, and then obviously now I, I haven't got my book yet. <laughs> I haven't got my prints, but I have got the, I have got the Instagram thing. So yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would be, to be honest, it's mad, isn't it? When you think about it. It is. It's super interesting. And I think there's a lot of people in your position that the reason they're shooting is because they just, they found out about photography as a, as a hobby or something to do, you know, via Instagram. Uh, so it's always interesting just to hear people's kind of perspective on that. Yeah. How, how do you, how do you plan to use your talents to, to spread light in the world with your creativity? Like what's your, I guess, what do you hope to, uh, project to the world with the art that you create? I guess that's the easiest way for me to answer that is for instance, to my music photography. And that's to just capture a moment, capture something that is so relatable to, to people, whether it's people that were there and that moment, capturing that moment and making people feel emotion is something that I strive to do and strive to, yeah, just strive to have in, in my work. So I think, I think that's why I'm most passionate about the live music is because I'm so, that energy, as I said, is, is, is insane when you're standing up there in front of thousands, 40,000 people or whatever it is, it's mad. And to, to then be so fortunate to be right next to them and taking photos of, of that DJ whoever it is or that band or whatever it might be. I then really, I'm just so keen to like just capture that environment for people to then be able to look back on and, and relate to and, and be like, wow, that was mad. And even for the DJs as well, like I've, I've shot some, sh shot some shows uh, in the past where the DJ has been like, oh, I mean, how, I don't know how that was. And then I'll look back at the photos and be like, man, that was sick. I can't believe how cool it was. Like, I can't believe, 
the, you know, this is how the, the, the crowd was vibing or, or whatever it might have been. And, and it's also, that's so great to hear because then obviously they're, you're capturing those moments that then they relive. And, and that's, yeah, that's definitely it. Right. No, that's, uh, it's, it's thrilling. I've, I've definitely done quite a, of music shooting in my back in my day. And yeah, it's easily one of the most exciting, exciting things to, to witness, to be a part of, to shoot, to capture, uh, the energy you're right is, is absolutely contagious. Yeah, no, it is mad. Uh, so let's, let me ask you this. You're, you're, you're a couple years into Instagram. How, how has your perspective on Instagram or the way you use pers- or the way that you've used Instagram as a tool changed over the years? Yeah, it's, I think we all get so caught up in the likes and the kind of general just negativity around social media sometimes. And we, we get down on ourselves if our, you know, our posts don't do well. And I mean, I do it as well. Everyone does it. You know, if you're sometimes you're a creator and you're not getting the engagement you need or whatever it is you're looking at. But the bigger picture is that there's a community there and everyone is so supportive. And that's like the major thing why I love Instagram. It's a free platform that I have managed to effectively launch my career on. And without that, I mean, who knows where I'd be, but do you know what I mean? Like, it's oh, like, yeah. it's like so much, I have so much thank, thankfulness to that and the community and, and the photographers and the people I've met. And I've learned and learned so much from the people I've met, like the people I've surrounded myself with. Um, it's, you know, that wouldn't have happened. So, I'm curious. I want to chat a little personal development. Uh, I was going to ask if you have a morning routine, but you told me you're a night owl. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah. (laughs) What's your, do you have any routines like a daily routine or, uh, like when you get up or. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. My, uh, my routine is, well, it depends how late I've been up the night before, <laughs> but I'm, I, people, a lot of people, cause obviously I'm hustling a lot. People say, oh, you, you must not get any sleep, but, um, I'm very fortunate. I do. I, I sleep until I wake up naturally. I don't set an alarm. I'll wake up at whether it's 10 o'clock, whatever, nine thirty, ten 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, I'll go into my office, which is next door to my bedroom, check my emails, grab a coffee, have some breakfast. Uh, and then once I've done that, I'll head to the rink. I'll have hockey practice. So, you know, see the boys, have another coffee, hang out. Sometimes we have workout, uh, and then we'll go on the ice. So we're on the ice for an hour, hour and a half. Um, yeah, hang out. I mean, it's, it's great. You get to go in and see 20 of your brothers every day and, and, and shoot it with them and then head home after that. And often they'll all go out or whatever and do their thing, hang out afterwards. That's when I then go back to my office and then really start work, I guess, where I'm editing. So every, I like to edit at night. So I'll come back, I'll post on Instagram, and then I'll go to work after that and, and edit whatever it is, whether it's client work, uh, whether it's stuff on my Instagram page, um, or equally have phone meetings with us clients. Often that's a, a lot in the evenings. Mm. So that's usually, that's usually my routine routine Wednesday to Friday. Um, and then my routine on, on Monday and Tuesdays, I'm normally in London. So I'll just get up and then head straight to London. And whether that's for me shooting content or meetings or seeing the UK shooters boys or whatever it is, and that's always on a Monday and Tuesday. So yeah, I'm normally in London then. Nice. So with the amount of noise, I guess that we have to put up with as a society on a daily basis with social media and notifications and a billion friends and this and that, 
how do you stay mentally healthy? Um, I guess I don't, I try not to, and obviously all of us do sometimes, but I try not to look too much into it. Like I'm not really, I'm not really big on, on looking at that. I'm, I'm on Instagram because I want to be inspired and I love seeing the people that I've met. I love traveling. So all the photographers that I follow, 99% of them I've met. And I've been emotionally involved with, whether that's shooting, hanging out, going for a drink, whatever it might be, you know, they're friends. And I love to see what they're doing. And I don't look at it in a a negative way. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. I really want to see what Prince is doing right now. Where is he in the world? And I check it out and I go, man, that's dope. Or I'm, you know, seeing maybe a model I know where she is. Oh my goodness. She's shooting with this amazing photographer. That's so awesome. And, and I kind of feel that I use it as like a, a spur, like to keep me going and be like, right, I need to make sure that I'm you know, I'm doing this and I want to make sure I keep sure I'm hustling. And, um, yeah, I, I use it as like a, an energy <laughs> invigorator. Right. How do you, how do you, how do you cope with long hours? I know every now and again, you end up, you know, being very busy and working long hours. Is there anything that you utilize to cope with working long hours? Um, I think hockey is kind of like the way to get out of it. Yeah, if I'm on the I'm on the ice. I can't check my phone. I'm not being asked about anything. There's you know two two hours a day where I'm I have to. There's no way I'm doing anything. So you know I'm away and I'm not thinking about photography or the pressures of whatever it might be. And I'm like I'm almost free. I'm on the ice. It's I'm getting pucks. I'm a goalie, so I'm getting puck shot at me like 90 <laughs> miles an hour. I'm just trying to survive. I'm trying to not get hurt. I'm you know, flying at my head. I've got to catch them. Um, I'm just concentrating on stopping pucks. And I think that's been a big, uh, a big mental release from any sort of stress and strains that, that I feel from my photography. And I need to get back into it, but I used to do a lot of yoga. Mm. Uh, and that's something I've got, I've got away from recently. Um, but that, that's going to definitely <laughs> needs to be back in my life. Uh, I've never really been able, I've got the attention span of a, a two-year-old so I literally like just as soon as I see something I'm off looking at it and doing it and uh, so meditation I've, I've never really been able to to get down with but for some reason yoga I can really I just feel so at peace and so relaxed after I do it um and I, I yeah I used to love that so that's something that I was definitely uh, majorly involved with that helped me switch off get away from everything and and kind of relax that's excellent um Yoga is definitely, definitely great for you. Um, how do you, how do you switch off? And cause you obviously got a busy lifestyle. You got a lot going on. Yeah. Um, I don't switch off anything ever. Uh, personally, I keep my life in flow. I'm like a river. Uh, mm-hmm. and just like any river, there's parts where the river is really lazy and slow. There's parts where it's a class five rapid, there's parts where it's, you know, it's just a nice steady pace. And so it just really all depends on the time of year and how much is going on. But, uh, I try to stay in flow and, and I try to stay healthy. So I have my routines, you know, waking up, I take cold showers every single mm-hmm. morning. Uh, I have a morning drink that I drink every morning. I'll juice oftentimes in the mornings. I always get a workout yeah. and in the morning, uh, meditation's a big one. Reading daily reading is a big one. Uh, for me, it's just uh, making time to stay in my routine. I'm pretty much always good unless I get out of my routine, and that's when I know yeah. I start to feel the the pressure and I start to feel uh, a little overwhelmed. But the moment that I snap back into my routines, I always have that clarity and and, and gain regain that vision and, and calmness. 
but I'm yeah, always uh, life's in flow, man. Like I don't, I don't, I never stop. Yeah. I'm never not. Yeah, I definitely you know, re- relate to that. And so, uh, it's beautiful. I love, I love being, being just like the river, man, just cruising uh-huh. constantly, just <laughs> yeah. constantly in the flow. It's alive, right? We're alive and living organisms and things are always going on. And so, and that's okay. It's just understanding how to, how to flow like water and how to master yourself because we're all different. We all live different lives. We all have different amounts of energy. Some people can go, 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 go all the time. They just have mm-hmm. an abundance of energy while other people don't. And so, you know, we're all, we're all different. And so, and I think it's yeah. important for us to be aware of that I used to judge people sometimes are like, Oh, you need to stop being lazy. But then I realized, you know what, maybe they just don't have as much tenacity. Maybe they don't have this, maybe they don't have that. And at the end of the day, I can't really put myself in their shoe to really understand what's going on in their life. And so, uh, you start to be a lot more empathetic towards people when you start thinking that way, I think. And yeah, definitely. So hundred percent, mate. <laughs> Um, traveling though, you said you love to travel. Traveling, I know you've been a yeah. lot of places. Uh, yeah. Before we wrap up the podcast, I'm curious, what's your top three picks for travel? So obviously I love shooting at night. Um, let's just rock up London. Number one, if you haven't been, if you're listening from across the pond, I highly recommend coming. It's an amazing city. It's got so much going on. Um, it's very busy, but if you know where to look, there's also some amazing quiet areas. Oh yeah, um, it's funny yeah, that I, you said London. I I got these, I got some photos up here uh, on my phone. The one that you posted, actually, I have that same. Chris took me to that. Nice. Chris, yeah, Chris yeah, yeah. It up. Not, not accessible anymore, sadly. <laughs> I've tried countless. Oh mate, I know everything uh, just gets shut down. It's, it's a shame over here, but um, but yeah, London is 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 fantastic and. I think having this on my, on my front, you know, my front door, often we, we look so far afield for places we want to go. And, and whenever I come back from a trip, I'm always like, ah, man, like I've got London right here. This is sick. Yep. So yeah, London definitely is one. Um, I think LA holds a real soft spot in my heart. It's kind of where my photography journey started. Um, after me being in, in Cardiff, I then went to LA, uh, with some friends and just like, a wasn't even a photography holiday. They just invited me out. I wasn't really sure what I was doing. I was a little bit lost and they just said, come with us to LA. It'll be cool. Like we've got an Airbnb, like it'll be nice. And that's where I really discovered the community and the power of the Instagram community. So, um, I go right there usually once a year and, I love it every time I go because you have the city at one end and then you have the beaches on the other. And I found it to be very, um, very open. I know a lot of people say that it's quite a superficial place and, um, and it has that vibe for a lot of people, but I've never really found that. I don't know whether that's because I haven't put that into the universe and it's not come to me or because people are just very good at hiding it and I'm, I'm too gullible. But I, uh, <laughs> I, I absolutely love it. So yeah. I've, uh, I've got, you know, LA is definitely up there okay. uh, as number two. Okay. Number three. Oh, now we're, now we're in a tough spot. Ooh. I guess Hong Kong. Okay. Again, a city at I'm night. I'm so surprised you said LA over New York being a night, yeah. a night guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think it's the, the reason for LA is because of the place it has 
inside me. I think it's just something that right. it has something so that's so special to me. Mm. And um, yeah, I love I love LA, but New yeah, New York. I mean, I mean, obviously, I was just there, and holy, what a city to shoot at night. <laughs> Paul so, took us up on onto a we did a heli ride for sunset slash more blue hour and that was i think i was the most excited i've ever been in my life <laughs> so H- hong kong though is is yeah i've never been but from the photos i mean it's, that city looks epic yeah it really is it's it's a it's an amazing place i've never felt safer anywhere in my life and the people there were incredibly like we just met people from instagram and they were so helpful and the hours they put in taking us to the same locations they've been to a hundred times was just mad. Like they'd be up one guy, obviously shot with us pretty much all day, every day showing us locations, having you know lunch and then having dinner and then going home to the suburbs and then coming back into the center to see us again the next morning. Um, again, the hospitality we had with him and his friends was, was just insane. And again, at night, like that city just has so much to shoot, whether you're shooting at street, whether you're going up to a viewpoint, whatever it is, it's just, it's absolutely mad. So I'm hoping to go back out there in, in late April, early May, but we'll see how things are. Dude, that sounds like it'd be a blast. Uh, Hong Kong, like I said, is definitely on my list. Definitely something I want to experience. And so, uh, until then I'll have to live vicariously through you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. Yeah, you should do it. Definitely work. Um, so we're coming to an end here. We normally end the podcast with our guests just leaving the AOV community with some words of, of love and, and wisdom. And so whenever you're ready, feel free to to go ahead and, and share whatever you'd like to share with the AOV community. Cool. Um, well, I guess firstly, thanks for listening and, and thanks for all the support, whether it's just a message or a comment on a photo or whatever it is. I mean, it means a lot and it keeps me going as a creator to hear those hear those words. So, um, yeah, big up for all that. Um inspiration and and, uh, i guess enjoy the ride enjoy what you're doing no matter what it is if you're looking to become a creator or if you're listening to this because you enjoy looking at images or photos or video whatever it is and you're doing something else make sure you enjoy it and enjoy the ride that it takes you on and the hustle like hustle non-stop it's a it's a world where you know the more you, you hustle the more you network the more you meet people um it just it'll make you a greater person and, and really you'll be able to then enjoy life and work hard and, and, and enjoy it. So yeah. My boy, Mike will, ladies and gentlemen, uh, make sure to follow him on Instagram. It's M dot visuals, V I S U A L S M dot visuals. Be sure Legend. to check out my boy and be sure to subscribe, share this episode. And until next time, fam, have a great, great day and we'll see you next time.